everyone, Sam Brief here. It's a joy to have you on the next edition of the Shy State Pod. And with the calendar flipping to June, I'm excited to introduce our next podcast series. It's called Catching Up With Mmm. And today the mmm is Susie Andres of the Chicago State women's tennis team. So a little bit about the series first. Catching Up With Mmm is going to be all about checking in on Chicago State student-athletes who are doing all sorts of cool things over the summer, be it some competition, some travel, a cool internship, and the latter is the case with Susie Andres. She's all the way back home in Spain, in her hometown of Madrid, and she's interning at Fermilab, which is in the Chicagoland suburbs. Now, if you're not familiar with Fermilab, it's just outside of Batavia, and It's actually run through the U.S. Department of Energy. It's a national laboratory that specializes in high-energy particle physics. It's complicated stuff. And Susie Andres is not only an all-whack honorable mention tennis player, but this year is an intern with Fermilab. She's a physics engineering major, and she's going to be working with them from all the way across the pond in Madrid. So in the first edition of our Catching Up With podcast series, it's Susie Andres. But first, our partners at BSN Sports, the largest provider of team sports equipment and apparel in the country, would like to thank all the coaches out there who truly are the heart of the game. While BSN Sports is the best at equipping athletes, coaches are the best at equipping lives, and that's the real final score. Learn more about how BSN Sports can save you time off the field by giving you more time to impact lives on it. Just call your local BSN Sports sales pro or visit bsnsports.com today. And now here's the first edition of the Catching Up With podcast series. So I'm in Madrid, the capital of Spain, and I'm I'm like eight, no, I think seven hours away from you. And... Uh, I don't know. It's it's warming here, so <laughs> compared to Chicago, it's it feels good to be home. And yeah, it's yeah. Are you in the city or suburbs? Yes, I'm close to the downtown, like you could call it, like that. I'm like twenty minutes away, but I'm I'm in the city. Yes, I'm curious because I've been to Madrid before, just for one weekend, so a lot less time than you've spent there, but. Here's my question. If you could compare Madrid to an American city, and I recognize that you haven't been to Amer- every American city, neither have I, but just based on what you know, what do you think is the comparison? Mm, that's so hard to, to me because, for example, every big city like Chicago, the cities I've been, I've been in Chicago, New York, like skyscrapers and like that, they're super high. So I wouldn't compare it to my my city because the buildings are like lower like smaller but it's true that it's there's a lot of people and it's very busy a busy city cities are like really really compiled i don't know how to explain it because in america everything's big so it's more spread it so i i wouldn't find a city to compare it to i don't know it's madrid right yeah. <laughs> it's its own city mm-hmm. all right before we get down to business because you and I were talking before I hit the record button about how I was in Spain a few summers ago. So I just I miss the food, Susie. I miss <laughs> the food. So I got to ask you real quick. 
Uh, let's say you and I are going to top us. Give me your top three tapas. In oh, order. wow. That's a hard question because I love food too. And every time I come here, I just pick everything. And my parents are like, why are you picking up so much food? Because I miss it. And so I, I don't know, maybe tortilla, which is like basic potato. Mm, I don't know how to explain it. Just eggs and potato. And yeah. It, it's, and, I think for people who don't know, it's sort of like an omelet. Yes. Yes. Right. But probably with like, bigger with potato and, and that's the only difference I, I guess. I'll never forget Susie the first time I had a tortilla in Spain I don't I was with a friend who is actually from Barcelona and he was like okay we're gonna order a tortilla I'm like thinking in my head what, okay yeah. we're gonna have some tortillas <laughs> that sounds like a sort of boring appetizer I hope it's good yeah. though and 10 minutes later the waiter comes out with this big old egg yeah. potato thing and it was delicious yes. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it but it tastes really good and it, mm -hmm. I, I think everyone loves it <laughs> yes and probably i i wouldn't have you tried these bravas which is like potato with some sauce yes patatas patatas bravas. yes yep. <laughs> really good too and all uh, olives too i, lo I love all olives i mean you have that so it's but they're better where you are Maybe I, I I wanted I didn't want to say that, but <laughs> probably I'll say it so you don't okay. have to. <laughs> All right, Susie, thanks for the food. Uh, you know, I just <laughs> needed to sort of satiate that for myself. Okay. Let's get down to business, though, because you're doing some serious business this summer. You're interning okay. remotely from Madrid, right? A remote internship that is really taking place in Chicago, or at least in the mm -hmm. Chicago suburbs at Fermilab. So can you tell me and tell the people a little bit about what you're up to? Mm -hmm. So I applied for this internship because some of my professors and classmates work there in the summer. And I applied this time for this summer because I'm a junior. I want to have some experience when I graduate. So uh, this internship was uh, is taking place in Chicago. However, because of COVID last year, it turned out to be remotely. And this year they decided to continue it like that. So I applied and they told me you can do it from your home. So just go for it. They selected me. I'm, I'm happy about it. And now I will be doing it for like three months. I will be working with them. And yes, that's what I'm, that's how it went. It's Susie, you're a physics engineer major. So mm -hmm. to work at a place like Fermilab, which is all about what I understand is is sort of particle physics, and maybe you can explain this better, but it seems right up your alley. Right. It's like it's a great choice. I didn't I wasn't even thinking about this until I got the the opportunity and I applied and it was like the perfect fit. So it's a big lab laboratory. So they touch every single part of physics and engineering and chemistry. I, they they talk about a lot of stuff. So I feed in this part of physics where I, I'm also interested in computing and stuff like that. So I went to the like physics, computational engineering. So yeah, I will be working on that part. Can you explain to me what high energy particle physics are? Well, I guess it's a, I guess there's a lot, a lot, a lot to learn from smallest particles. And they're trying to find out better, more efficient ways to 
build new systems to help communication too. So I guess I'm, I'm, I will be working on high performance computers, which is like so big to me. I have no idea about it, but I think they're trying to find ways to explore these tiny particles to create better energy uh, sources or, yeah, I think that's what I think. I'm not sure though. Well, it's a really noble cause because on a small scale, it might charge my phone faster. But on a large scale, it could save the world, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's a good example. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I want more? The world saving or the quick phone oh. charge? Uh, depends right. what percent I'm at. <laughs> One percent. Wow. <laughs> yeah, One percent. Give me the charge. Oh. Right. <laughs> you know, you know. Uh, Susie, when you first enrolled at Chicago State, did you go right away to physics engineering? No, I I selected a like engineering studies because I was actually I'm a transfer. I was studying architectural engineering because I like design and stuff. But when I transfer, I I couldn't choose, so I chose um how, how did I say it? um engineering studies, which is like broad, so I could specify my last two years. But then I met a lot of people studying physics engineering, and they talked about it, and I was like, why physics? Why? But then I found it interesting too because it was like understanding and building stuff so physics is for me understanding things in the smallest way and then engineering side maybe to find solutions to problems or building systems yeah it's a good one-two punch and i i see in your eyes yeah. the passion you've got for it and in advance i thank you for solving the problems of the world <laughs> <laughs> thank you no, really yeah thanks for this for this work you're about to do so I know, Susie, this summer, you're going to be working a lot with computers at Fermilab. What do you think it's going to be like to do an internship from Spain that's happening in Chicago? Right. Yeah, I thought about it, too. But at the end, if you do it remotely, it doesn't matter where you are, right? But I think they build a really good communication system. They have like new apps, new ways to catch up with the students or the interns. So I think maybe having like a really good communication with your mentors, it's going to be just fine because, you know, I'm going to be on time for all the meetings and all the work needed to be done. I will be doing it. So I think it's going to be fine. It's just going to be a little bit weird because I'm not going to have that in-person experience, but I think I have enough confidence with my mentors to talk and if I need help, they're going to be there. So what are your hours going to be with that time difference? Yeah. Yeah, well, what, what my mentor said, he was like, well, the computers are going to be free in the night, so you can work in, in, the, in the morning in Spain, you know, because at the end, it's going to be programming and trying things and building codes. So I guess I will be fine because the time difference allows me to work when they don't. So maybe that will help because at the end of the day, they told me I can work as many hours and I'm, they're going to be flexible in that way. So I really appreciate it. <laughs> so that's, that's nice. Cool. Yeah. You can do this meaningful work and then you can go eat a tortilla. Yeah. Right. I, I had a difficult choice because they told me if I wanted to get paid, I have to stay in American stuff. And I decided to go home and do it like a visitor interview. So it's, I'm going to be doing the similar work, but just getting experience with no pay, then that's okay for me too. 
right? The experience yeah. in the long run, that's really valuable. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me a bit more, Susie, about your journey to Chicago State? Because I know it's your second collegiate stop. Yes. So my first uh, university I went to, it was more because it was a really good engineering school, but then I couldn't find the like lifestyle I wanted because they, I wanted to reach for a higher level tennis team. So I wanted to find both, both, uh, both of the most important things in my life, maybe academic and sports. So that's why I transferred to Chicago State. Also, my brother was a Chicago State student. So I had that connection and I really was excited because I heard so many good stuff from him. So that's why I transferred basically. And yes, these two years have been great. And you transferred from Olivet Nazarene, right? So you were already in the Chicago area. Yes. And when you first made the decision, I'm going back even more here, the decision to go all the way to America for school. Yeah. Was that something that you had always kind of had or or did it sneak uh-huh. up on you? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think, yes, I always reached for that because I saw my brother, which is four years older than me, doing it. And I saw the way he was so excited about going there and enjoying this experience because I think it's amazing. And not everyone has it. So for me, studying abroad, like open my eyes since I was 15, 16. So I always reach for that. And yes, I think I didn't have a second. I could always study home, but not going to America. So that's probably why. And you've been able to excel in tennis too with that. Mm -hmm. What's playing for coach Barton like here at Chicago state. It's great. I love it. I never felt like a big family. It's a great environment. I, I really enjoy practices and matches. It's it's an amazing environment, I would say. Yeah. What's the biggest difference between the culture here and then the culture in Spain as it relates to tennis? Mm-hmm. So people here have a great, really good tennis level. I think the only difference is maybe that the system is not like really prepared to have a tennis players when they go to university, there there are not many scholarships. There are not many. Basically, the system is not allowing many athletes to complete and um, still continue with their tennis or sports career. So basically, that's the cultural difference because in America you have all these scholarships, all these universities playing for other universities. So here we don't have that. We usually either go to study something and play on the side, you know, not compete in that level. But if you really want to compete at a high level, you you can't just have it as a side gig, right? It's got to be prominent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When did you first pick up a racket? I think I was four. But then I was too young. I, I, I wasn't feeling like it. And I started actually practicing when I was six, seven. Yes. <laughs> so it's been a long time. 13 years, I would say. Wow. Wow. Why tennis? Well, my family, everyone plays tennis. So I had to know, but I really enjoyed it. And yes, my family always had a passion for it. Both your parents played? Yes, both. And they still play every weekend. So it's amazing. Yes. <laughs> All right. Tell me when you and, and you got your brother, too. So what's the family 
tennis, you know, when you guys play against each other, what's it oh, like? Wow. Who's on whose side? Who wins? I need all the dirt, Susie. <laughs> okay, so I have two siblings. One is my brother that went to Chicago State, and my sister is actually studying in Idaho. So we both always played. But of course, my brother is always going to beat us. But he's a good coach, too. So I guess my sister and I are tight. And also my brother, it's always there to help us improve, I guess. What about your parents? My parents, well, they started, I think they started playing more because of us. And sometimes they make class, they go to classes and stuff because they really like it. And yeah. What's it like to keep in touch with them when you're at Chicago State? Was that hard initially to leave them and, and be on that time difference? Yes, right. It, it was it was hard the first year for me more because I'm really attached to my hometown. But it, it was good. It helped us have good communication, too, because at the end of the day, you catch up more. You talk. We you appreciate more what you have. Right. And it was hard, but now it's fine. And. We can, we are lucky to spend time together on Christmas, on summer too. So it's good. And now, now you get to be with them this summer while you're working for Fermilab. Uh There's really something to be said for that, that when you have to communicate less, it sometimes gets even better. I mean, I went to college pretty much down the street from where I grew up, but still moving away from my house, I communicated less with my mom and my dad and i found that i was sharing more and our, our relationship evolved a lot right. i could imagine it's like that when you're moving across the atlantic ocean exactly yes i think maybe the the less you communicate maybe it has to be better communication so it's what you say that at the end of the day you find if you want it then you're gonna keep that communication and if you really care for someone you're gonna show up that attention and love and communication i guess so it just depends on the things you want to share of course so maybe you keep some stuff maybe you can share better stuff that it's gonna help them more like maybe not worry them if something goes wrong you, you choose what you share and it's also good because you improve that communication in a different level yeah i i really find that interesting and i think so many people are experiencing that now with virtual stuff happening and zoom i mean you're experiencing that now with war in a work context with your internship versus during the school year you're experiencing it in your family but now you've got your family it's like there's always something a a little off and and we we have to learn how to communicate face to face and like you and i now over zoom exactly yeah that's totally the point I think Susie, I'm curious about uh, winning, getting all whack recognition, honorable mention. What what did that mean to you when well, you found out that news last month? It meant a lot, really, because I think I put work every year, every day, because it's not only on season or fall season. For me, it's all the year, and I always have it in my mind, and I. And I really have a passion for it and for the team because they matter to me. And of course, the opportunity I co- I got from coach, which is like I really appreciate. So I I really want to make sure I do everything I got to make my coach, my family, and my teammates proud. So they know this because I sometimes get frustrated because I don't get what I want. But I really work for the team and for the university, and 
that's what made me feel proud when I received that on our soul. Yes. What was your reaction the second you saw it? And how did you find out? Well, I found out because coach sent us a screenshot and I, I, I was really excited. I was really pumped to see my name on the list and also to see my teammates on the list. So I was really happy for them too. So I don't know. I was just excited and I, I was shocked because I didn't know my name was going to be there. So I was, I was happy. Well, your name was there. So <laughs> congratulations, Susie, a, a, a really cool honor to see for you. So I want to leave with this. As you look at your summer, you spend time with family in Madrid. You do this awesome virtual internship with Fermilab. Can you give me just one tangible goal that you have that you want to take back to Chicago? Mm, I don't know. Maybe, you know, also probably being able to be productive over the summer and get the experience in maintain good habits because sometimes on summer we lose track of everything we maybe lose our good habits that we build during you know during the semester and also because on the semester you're so stressed doing so many classes so I think it's important also in summer to take the time for you to get experience to learn new things and going back to Chicago it's going to be good after exploring that too Keeping good habits, that's a really valuable thing to hold on to because it's like a muscle, right? If you don't work it, you lose it. So wow. it, it, it's yes. very important. <laughs> right. You're totally right. Well, Susie, you're right about uh, Spanish food, about <laughs> habits, about this internship. It, it seems like a really cool summer you've got going. So thank you for joining the first edition of the Catching Up With podcast series and can't wait to catch up with you when you're back in August and, and hear how it went. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really have fun and hope this podcast goes well because I really, really enjoyed it. So a big thank you to Susie Andres for joining me. Awesome stuff. Great to learn about what she's doing and also a lot more about what she's eating and or the time that she gets to spend with her family back in Spain. So a great summer ahead for Susie Andres and hope it's a great week and of course a great summer ahead for all of you. I'm Sam Brief here in Chicago. As always, proud to bring you the Shy State Pod. Stay tuned for more fresh editions coming around the pop. In the meantime, take care of yourself and adios.